I'm Zach, and I'm taking bong rips tonight. I'm Ben, and I'm excited for the Flash XL200. There's the first bong rip. (laughs) Classic. Classic Zach. (sighs) We're back. We're back. Uh, Here's another bong rip to celebrate. We're back. And it's kind of a dark day, grim day, exciting day. I don't know. This is it's I think this is the only time I've ever had this kind of feeling in my life regarding the theme park industry. So well, yeah, know. we got we got the news this morning as of recording that Cedar Fair and Six Flags will be merging. Which after all of the year and to be fair, this is not a buyout this is this is a merger which is yeah different. this is a merger stock merger yeah which is kind of it's it's really i don't know it's interesting it's basically like it's kind of like when you get married and join your checking accounts it's like you both still have your own jobs you still have your own identity you still have like your own credit cards and stuff but like You've merged finances in a one household. Yeah, so, and if you want to buy a new B and M, you got to make sure it's okay with the other one. Yeah. So, because that's know. a pretty frequent married argument. <laughs> Who gets to buy the B and Yeah. <laughs> I want a hyper. Well, I want a surf coaster. <laughs> But yeah, no, this is a merger, so um, we know for sure that Richard Zimmerman, the CEO of Cedar Fair, is going to be the CEO of this new company, and Salim's going to be the executive chairperson. Um, we know for sure that they're going to keep the Six Flags name and branding. Yeah, and that makes sense. I don't really see the names of the parks or the theming of the parks changing whatsoever. I'm really fascinated what's going to happen though, with all of the, like the DC stuff though. Oh, it's going to stay, but are they going to bring it into the Cedar fair parks? Because Cedar fair parks have Snoopy. Yeah. They said Snoopy Warner brothers and DC are all staying. Okay. But My I mean, guess yeah, is yeah, that I get, they'll probably so like staying, integrate. But I mean, like staying and like remaining at their individual parks, or is like now it's free reign. Like, are you going to have the Flash next to Peanuts? Right? Like, is that a thing? Oh, definitely possible. I mean, look, here's the deal, right? There's a lot of questions that. We just can't know right now. Just unknowable. But there's something that knows more than us, Ben. 
uh, Scrimscape? Sure. No, they actually... Scrimscape <laughs> was suggesting that Six Flags and Cedar Fair would be a monopoly. I mean, it will kind of be. No, I, I mean, if here's the thing, though. Like, um, I witnessed the Veil monopoly gobbling um, of the ski industry. And, like, I think the same thing. I don't know. I There's a lot of parallels to this. One is, I like, I don't think it's going to affect places like Great America or Cedar Point or Kings Island, but I think it will gr- dramatically affect places like Northern California, where you have Great America and Discovery Kingdom, or in Southern California, you have Knots and Magic Mountain, or like that stretch of swamp between over Georgia and Carowinds. <clears throat> like, so my short prediction is we will be seeing significantly higher crowds or actually first significantly cheaper season passes because now like all the re- if all the revenue is going to the same place they're going to do everything possible to get as many people into the gate as possible and now people who wouldn't otherwise have two different season passes now only have one pass and they can go to both places but that's so few people because there's only three markets in which there's overlap now. True, but I do and think that one of those I, one of those are won't have already is scheduled to not have overlap. Pass wise, well, because uh, California's Great America is still scheduled to be oh right demolished. Which makes even more sense now because the same company owns Discovery Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like Dorney and Great Adventure. I mean, and it's I almost see- arguable that Knots and Magic Mountain aren't even direct competitors. No, but I do see them like. Being on the same pass. Yes, definitely. Um, um, the only other one that I would maybe be a little concerned about redundancy wise would be Great Adventure and uh, Dorney. Yeah, no, oh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, Dorney serves a smaller market. I mean, it seems like that park is really just popular for the water park. So I could see the dry side going. <laughs> The other one, I guess, would be Six Flags America and uh, King's Dominion. Maybe, but don't they kind of fundamentally serve different markets? Yeah, they. Yeah, I think they do. Like I thought, but, uh, Six Flags America is really more considered for like the Baltimore area. Yeah. And like King's Dominion is more like the Richmond area. Those Richmond, north of Richmond. <laughs> Fudge rounds. 
Um, but yeah, I guess both are like in the greater DC area, but I was pretty sure they both serviced an additional metro separately. Yeah, I mean, so I guess that it's true that there is kind of overlap there, but I feel like I don't know. Well, if Six see, Flags Baltimore. America is hung on so so long as it is, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. I but I also say, can't imagine that they're not gonna divest some stuff because I think the total portfolio would be 40 properties all said. Right. Yeah. Like Um, 25, 26, 27, something like that. Are those were theme parks? Yeah. So, okay. So Kings Dominion and Six Flags America are, only like an hour and a half apart. Okay. And I'm sure someone from the East coast would be like, yeah, without traffic, but they're basically next to each other in, in the grant, like as far as theme parks are concerned, an hour and a half is like literally neighbors. An observation about six flags, America. But yeah, Baltimore, basically Baltimore is north of Six Flags America. Kings Dominion is south of Six Flags America, and it's north of Richmond. <laughs> it's literally north of Richmond. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I guess they do technically have different markets. But there are a lot of people who live in between the parks. Oh, there's a place called Man Ass At. As Manass, as I can't pronounce it, I think it's Manassas, <laughs> but I could be wrong on that one too. <laughs> um, so yeah, but yeah, it's uh, they did say they're looking at uh, you know, expanded pass options. So hopefully, you know, one pass to rule them all. Yeah, I mean, that's and I guarantee you the first couple <laughs> of years, it's going to be super cheap because now that they have this consolidated company, the goal is going to be to a- appeal sh- shareholders. And like, if you can't, you know, the, the the good trick of corporate shit is like, well, if you can't get your revenue up, you can at least get your attendance up, right? So as long as you show a slow, steady increase of attendance, you know, it's, it's better than nothing. So like, cause it's exactly, that's exactly what Vail did. Vail was like, how do we get every asshole in the West coast to own one of these passes? We don't care about their skiing experience. We don't care how often they ski. Like, and I feel like they might try to do the same method for theme park passes. I just don't see them making them like super cheap. I could see them continuing on the model where there's a super cheap one that's good at 
just your home park. Yeah. But well, like I in terms like of like all... an all chain pass, that's going to be a premium no matter what, because that's already a premium in Six Flags as of this year. Yeah. Well, they might do it where like, I get, well, I could see them grouping passes by region. So like if you buy, like let's say you buy your local Six Flags over Georgia pass, you get like 10 days at, um, uh, Carowinds or, you know, if you buy like a Six Flags Magic Mountain pass, you get five days at Knott's, um, something like that. <coughs> and then they have blackout dates. So like if you have, yeah, so if like you could go to, you know, so it'd be something where like, oh, if you buy your Magic Mountain pass for $49.99, you can go to Knott's Berry Farm five times, you know, from Monday through Friday from you know, whatever. And then try to upsell and then try to upsell more things like try to get you to buy more food, more drink, like upcharge flash pass, all that stuff. I mean, they already curious. I'm hoping that they'll grandfather in the existing memberships. I could see them doing that for a couple of years, but I don't think it'll last forever. The thing is, I don't know though, because you're talking about, they're going to want like memberships are consistent monthly revenue. Well, I mean like the exact price, like I'm sure they'll keep the memberships, but they'll probably be like, Hey, you have, at the end of this year, we're expiring your whatever, and you have to upgrade to the super fun Cedar Flags, you know, or Six Fair. Actually, the Six Fair thing is a lot funnier now. <coughs> I'll tell you what's not funny is the amount of people that have been making jokes about uh, like DC themed rides at Cedar Point. Cedar Fair Parks. That's so good, though. The only really funny one was the one where it was like Top Thrill 2 as Mr. Freeze Reverse Blast. Yeah. But I don't imagine they'll be adding like the name Six Flags to a bunch of the existing properties, at least not right away. No, no, I, I don't think there's going to be any name change whatsoever. Like, like I think I, it'd I be mean, a long time before you see like six flags, Carowinds. Yeah. I think what you'll see first are trash, like a six flags trash can. The one that say like my family comes here too. It'll be a slow, it'll be a slow introduction. So you'll see one of those things in like the parking lot of the overflow lot one day and you'll be like, Oh, that's funny. There's a six flags trash can right there. And then the next year you'll see one like in the bathroom. And then next thing you know, like the games employees are wearing like the sick old 
Six Flags games, uniforms. It'll be like a slow introduction to where you won't even notice it's happening. It'll be 2035 and you'll be riding, um, you know, Maverick, but it's themed to Wonder Woman. And you'd be like, oh, wow, I didn't even, when did this happen? Like, Question is, are the Six Flags parks going to get like an ass load of new garbage cans now? <laughs> Probably. Actually, it would, yeah, actually, it would be the other way around. The Six Flags parks will get the Cedar Fair cans first. Right? Yeah. <coughs> They'll be like, or you know what I think is going to be happening? There's going to be a bunch of like merch going to the wrong parks. Because that already happens with the Six Flags mm-hmm. parks. So it'll be, but instead of just being other Six Flags parks, it'll be like Cedar Point or like King's Dominion. <laughs> oh, God, the merch situation is going to be even worse. Like now that you say that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, going to be the same tired designs. And now it's going to be every park has the same one. <laughs> it'll be. Um, yeah, it'll it'll be like a shirt that's supposed to be for like um, I don't know any ride like Raptor, right? It has the Raptor logo, except it's the old like ser- like SLC serial thriller or Mind Eraser SLC photo from like the nineties that's been reused so many times. Yep. Yeah, the merch is going to get bad. The only good thing is Cedar Fair's got a pretty strong nano game. So, like, hopefully there'll be some, you know, good nanos available at the Six Flags Park soon. Yeah. Oh, God. I just realized something. Hmm. Get ready for fucking seatbelts everywhere at Six Flags. Oh, yeah. And um, IROC, IROC operations. So, yeah, you're going to go to Six Flags, be like, I don't remember this bench having a seatbelt on it. Remember, like one. remember my old dumbass joke about them serving the funnel cake on a, on a fucking watch? or like um you get a burger and it's in that like cardboard box that you open except there's a seatbelt that attaches the top and the bottom of the box (laughs) (laughs) you have to wear velcro shoes yeah, I see more seat. Like that's the thing. It's literally just it, everyone's like, "Oh, this will be the best of bo- both worlds." No, it's going to be the worst of both parks. Just going to both park or both. You know what I mean? It's going to be the worst of Six Flags and the worst of Cedar Fair combined mm-hmm. for a mega company experience. And that's just the, the reality that everyone's going to have to accept. Because like, and now you can't even be like, "Well, fuck this. We'll just go to King's Dominion instead." Yeah. <laughs> And the, and the same thing people is, like, own it, and not the, plus like two. The other the other thing is that like all the upper management they're out. 
Like every anybody who's held together both companies in the last like couple decades is out. They're gone, and they're gonna get yeah. replaced by like someone. You know, it'll be like I don't know Beth Ann yeah. f- from like who works in pharmaceuticals, right? She she worked at Pfizer for eight years or something, and she'll be like on the R and D department. Being like, you know, she'll be like in a meeting, have it on a PowerPoint, and they're deciding whether to build like a Oklahoma boomerang or like a BM hyper. You know, like it's it's gonna go to shit. I'm gonna be really pessimistic about this. Same. I'm like sitting here thinking like <coughs> their board of directors is all new. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they're sitting there going. How can we attract the attention of BlackRock? <laughs> <laughs> like, we I'm sure that's what actually, they're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. We might actually see the first Golden Horse roller coaster be built in the United States because of this merger. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, wait a minute. There's a cheaper company that does this. It's just, it's going to happen. I mean, not literally golden horse, but like, you know oh, what I mean? Like, I, I, I have, I have a thought now. Uh, we've been due for a good intimate accident for a while. Oh yeah. <laughs> Nothing like the merging of operations of Cedar fair and six flags. <laughs> <laughs> to be the catalyst yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's inevitably like, it's going to happen, and I'm going to feel a little bad about making that joke. But at the same time, it's intimate. It would have happened whether I said that or not. Yeah. All yeah the the shitty Cedar Fair wooden coaster maintenance is going to go to the Six Flags parks. Although I guess Six Flags parks don't have that many woodies left that are like. Well, the comet. Cedar, they'll figure out. They'll the here's the thing. Cedar Fair can neglect a GCI and it goes rough in a couple years somehow. Are they going to put like coasters drive in at all the six flags parks now? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm actually trying to find like if you go to Six Flags website, I'm curious. Here's here's my question to you, Ben. Yeah. Let's go back in time, twenty years, and jump onto a forum and post, "Hey, I'm from the future, and on this date in 2023." Six Flags and Cedar Fair merging. <laughs> yeah. Aside from the obvious, like, bullshit from the future, where does that conversation go in 2003? I mean, I mean, you're obviously going to get the people that won't believe it, and that's fine. You'd get... Oh, imagine, imagine the response from Coaster Boy on like Sifgam World. 
just the full-on essay. Maybe he's already I've written pre- three books. <laughs> Maybe he's already predicted this. Actually, of anyone in the in the world who would have predicted this, it would have probably been him. Possibly, you're yeah. talking about predictions. I didn't predict Six Flags and Cedar Fair merging, but I do remember before COVID even on this yeah. very show, I did say I don't see Six Flags, Cedar Fair, and SeaWorld all surviving the 2020s. Yeah. So queue up dashboard confessionals vindicated because holy fuck, I'm feeling so right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that was a pretty big like, yeah, I just, yeah, I never saw it happening. I was actually surprised because like it feels like we hear this every single year. Like, okay, it's that time of year. They're talking about merging. And then this one was like quick. Basically, they announced it the night before, and then the next day it was like, "Up, oh, it's official." It almost well. That feels- was the thing is like you said that because we had our our uh, Patreon hang last night, and yeah. you said that when we were talking about it, like, "Yeah, they talk about this all the time." But I was thinking like, like, because last night it was already saying like it's rumored that it might get announced tomorrow. Yeah, and it's like. Yeah, they've said that before, but it's never been rumored to be actually announced like the next day. Right. Now, I did read somewhere somebody on Twitter was saying basically they thought this was a good smokescreen because Cedar Fair had their uh, Q3 financial today. And they did the announcement beforehand as a way to help protect from disappointing earnings, which makes sense. Let's see what a good old fun stock is up to. Yeah, they're keeping that ticker, by the way, which I think is better than SIX. Any ticker that starts with FU is pretty great. Yeah. I'm surprised they got that one. Like, no one else thought of that before. Seriously. Yo, Ben, if we ever ever have a company that offers an IPO... I really want the ticker to be F-U-K. <laughs> oh, God. So I was just curious. I knew I knew the answer, but I just wanted to put it into Google. Because, by the way, if I ever uh, have a funeral, I want there to be a scrolling marquee of my Google search history, like by my casket. <laughs> um, you heard so, it here. <laughs> so... Yeah, sex sex stock. So I just search for that, and all the results are just like free sex stock, stock photos, sex stock video. <laughs> and I don't want to click it, but I already did. Kind of have to. Ugh. So there's no company with the ticker sex though. No. Or with the symbol SEX? Well, that'd be a good one, too. XXX. <clears throat> By the way, I didn't ask. Is, does my microphone sound? Does my microphone sound fine? Blow into it. Yep. All right. But I mean, does, <laughs> it sound, does it sound like the, the good setting? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
right. A little bit of how the sausage is made here at your favorite coaster sucks. What if they asked for like what what do you want your stock symbol to be? And it was like 420. <laughs> and they're like, you can't do that. And you're like, oh, okay. 69. <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, yeah, you can't have numbers. You're like, oh, okay. 420. <laughs> LSD stock. They're like, they're like, no, you can't have numbers. No, no, no. Spell it out. F O U R 20. But no, well, uh, what would be another good ass ass? That'd be a good stock symbol. Yeah, uh, yeah. LSD is not taken. That reminds me at my last job where we had our our big SAP client, and it was called LSD. So like, it'd just be like, oh yeah, well, go log into LSD. And that's just what it was called. Yeah, I'm going to log into LSD. A little bit early, though. Uh, Here in Chicago, we have Lakeshore Drive, which frequently gets shortened to LSD. Oh, nice. So it'll be like, take LSD. Like, yeah, take LSD. Classic. Absolutely. Speaking of, oh. um, what about what about C N T? Um, I don't. What think about like S U C? Century Global Commodities Corporation. What's that one? C N T. <laughs> what about um what about uh SHT um yes yeah, smart high tech ORD SHS class B whatever that means <laughs> It's a penny stock. Okay. Um, hey, that could be your next winner there, investors. It opened at a dollar twenty euro, and today it is at eighty point eight euro. Well, so, so that there's your stock like a tip. Potential opportunity. <clears throat> All you investors out there. It actually went public. July of this year. All right. Well, I hope shit does well. I would consider investing in the new FUN. Yeah, I'm wondering. Um, let's see. When was Six Flags thing? Are they still doing that? I don't know how that works. What? Like, do they have an earnings call coming up? Probably. So, 
Yeah, it's still. Let's see. Yeah, it's still like fifty percent of its all-time high, which was back in twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen, it was seventy dollars. I don't know what their problem was. What was it at two days ago? Um, let's see. Five right days. now, it's had too much attention. But well, yeah, so last. Okay, so last. Oh no, that was never mind. That was the first. So October thirtieth, it was at thirty four dollars. It did shoot up to thirty eight dollars today at two thirty. Yeah, yeah. But then it fell back down. So okay. But. Yeah, I don't know what the game on this one is going to be because this could go to shit. Like, because the thing is, is like, like realistically, we're in a recession. So here's here's what's kind of scary about it is that the fact that they're doing this merger means that the market conditions are rough, which also means that we're in a recession. People are not spending money; they don't want to spend money. Um, you know, even though that. After the 2008 bus, there was an uptick in theme park visitation because people were deciding to go to theme parks for their vacation. But, like, they switched to the... I mean, both Cedar Fair and Six Flags switched their models so drastically to from, like, the family on a day trip to, like, the memberships and, like, the continuous visitations and, you know, repeated visitors and all that. So, like people don't have as much money nowadays and shit's expensive. So I don't, I don't know. I guess what it tells me is that like the market conditions are really rough for the theme park industry. And this merger is like the symptom of it, which also means that it's probably going to get way worse before it gets better. That's cheery. Yeah. I mean, especially with Salim, you're they're gonna hire a bunch of people who have no idea what the fuck they're doing, and it's they're gonna fuck it up. That's just how it works. I mean, you're right, but like, I also, I mean. I almost, I hate to say this because it's almost like throwing a challenge into the universe, but like, how bad could they fuck it up, really? <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, but seriously, here's, here's here's the sad thing, right? Is that all of these executives, um, or I guess if you're in the position of an executive, you have like nothing to lose. And at the end of the day, if they really fuck up, they can always sell the land, right? Because now they can like, you know what I mean? Like if they really fuck up, they can just sell parks. They can just sell real estate and like probably make more money than they would from the thin profit margin of operating the theme park. You know what I mean? Like that's what's sad about it is like if they have a couple bad years, they'll just sell off, you know, three parks, move the rides to other parks and sell them as new rides 
and then they make a shit ton of money on real estate and you know they go back into the black shareholders are happy the stock goes up the executives get swapped out by a couple times by new people every you know year or whatever and as a consumer we just lose theme parks we lose roller coasters you know we lose the hobby Hi. <laughs> I mean, oh, you can just head over here. That. Thank you. No, not as long as GE is still a part of the industry in some way, we're not going to lose all of it. <laughs> Well, I mean, we'll still have like Universal and whatnot. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I already have one. If GE is still involved in the market. All right, I'm getting food delivered into the room. Oh, Live wow. You fancy, huh? I got a shirachi bowl. Yeah, you is fancy. All right. I see you. <laughs> so anyway, I was really pessimistic there. Sorry, I blew up. I just, I don't know. I just, it's like you want to be hopeful because it's the theme park industry and it's like a close hobby. But like the sad reality is like corporate America is very predictable and it follows a very specific pattern. And so, like, I don't think that this industry is going to be any different. I mean, you're probably right, because capitalism only really works in one direction. Yeah. Harry Styles. Um, (laughs) God damn it, that was stupid. But capitalism does only go one way. And it's not in the way that's fun. Yeah. It's in a very unfun way. Yeah. So throughout my working life, I've been a part of one, one, two. Yeah. My first three jobs were part of like mergers and acquisitions. And like, it sucks. Like, You know what I mean? Like it sucks for the company. Like it always starts with the company, like the employee morale, the employee morale is the first thing that gets cut is like the first thing that plummets. Once you lose that, then you start losing people at the top. Then once you start losing people at the top, then the customer experience starts to diminish. And it's just like this very predictable cycle. So what I lost, I lost my train. of thought what I was going to say is like, this might be the time to like start supporting, you know, independent parks like Knobles, Holiday World, um, I don't know, Boardwalk Parks, Lagoon. So that way those places can like really shine and be supported by a good community and hopefully can remain as like, you know, the good ones out there in case 
all these six flags and Cedar Fair parks go to total shit. I mean, they're gonna, I don't see them improving. No. Cause there haven't been great improvements over the past couple years. So how could right. they get, it's not like it's suddenly going to get way better. Yeah, exactly. But that is really unfortunate. Because I. uh, And like, I I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Like. But. It's kind of hard to imagine it being better, you know, like you're saying, it's like, it's hard to imagine things improving quantifiably. Well, it'll be like, I think there, I think it is possible that there will be a couple of years in the very beginning where it is that it is better, right? It's like, I don't know. It's kind of like it's like an I don't know. Like I'm trying to think of a good analogy. It's kind of like when you're. It's like when young people get their first credit card, right? And they're just swiping the shit out of it, going out, going on vacations, buying flights, buying new clothes. You know, like. I think there'll be like that, that euphoria phase where like everything is better, but then it'll catch up and then start to go the other way. And then people yeah, jump. But realistically at best, that means like some sort of version of Falcon's fury in America. And then like <laughs> a bunch of bathrooms and food trucks. <laughs> yeah. Or like, I mean, or kind of like Six Flags of the early 2000s where they were building every park got like two new roller coasters. We could see that. I mean, which like would be Not cool. Not in this economy. <laughs> no, but I mean, like they'll, they'll, you know, they'll do it on credit. Like they'll be like, oh, we're making big investments, right? And they build these like massive gig, you know, giga coasters that. I don't know. Michigan's adventure and, you know, no fucking way. No, that's not happening. I don't think it, <clears throat> I, I don't foresee uh, another giga happening like at all. Like, I mean, the one they tried to build was barely a giga. Yeah. So operations, though, operation wise, though, what like I could see, I think we're going to see the first B&M with one train on a Saturday kind of vibe. 
Yeah, probably. That wouldn't surprise me at all. It's going to be like, okay, you know, like I've never gone to opening weekend at Cedar Point, but you know how it's always described as being like a complete shit show. Um, it, I don't think so. It's not that bad. What is it though? Is it now? Is it recently? I've always heard that it's like a shit show. I've been to like three Cedar Point opening days, but they were all like previous. Opening day is almost always a shit show, no matter what park. Like shit show crowd wise or shit show just like operation wise? Operation wise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Basically, I'm picturing that kind of becoming the default. Yeah, that makes sense. Although. I think the, I think a lot of it though is also weather. To like Cedar, like opening weekend at Cedar Point is always like shitty weather. Well, I mean, but I I know I get I know you're yeah I get what you're saying. I just definitely think that that's going to be like the way things are now. Yeah, most likely. Okay, but fun, fun retheme ideas. First, what are um, your initial? What are your yeah? Just first thoughts. Like, if we're going to see a theming crossover, what what's what what's it going to be? Okay, well, let's start with the easy ones here. The bat obviously becomes Superman. Like King's Island, the bat? Yeah. Yeah. All the inverts have to become Batman the Ride. Mm-hmm. Or maybe like Raptor could be Riddler only because they don't want to paint it. Yeah, but names that are like that generic, I could just see them keeping. <laughs> yeah, they just put a Batman sign in. They just add the Bat logo, and it's like all green. They just put it over the Raptor itself. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's the green Batman logo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Raptor will probably be Riddler Revenge or whatever. Or they start doing like dual theming, like Riddler and Bat. They just call it like Riddler and Bat. Riddler versus Batman or something. That could be kind of cool, though. Uh, Millennium Force could be uh, um, Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Um, 
wonder, I don't know, like, I was trying to think, like, what would be the worst Cedar Fair coaster to be rethemed to Wonder Woman? Magnum XL 200. <laughs> yeah. Becomes Wonder Woman's beach lasso. <clears throat> Um, or what? How sad would it be if the original Batman: The Ride of Great America becomes Flight Deck? Oh God, that would be horrible. I think that would be one of the worst ones. Yeah, that would make that me one, sad. Because wasn't that also kind of the first DC themed ride in the chain? I think so. They had the Batman stunt show and then they introduced Batman the ride. Every time I think of Batman the ride, I just think of that one Janet Jackson song that plays in the station. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like the... uh, I've always been partial to the Tiesto one. But the... uh, That's a Prince song, I'm pretty sure, though. Oh, is it? Yeah. Was that Tiesto song in the movie? Or is that just like... Oh, okay. I'm not sure how that got added there. (laughs) Because the rest of those songs were on the Batman Returns soundtrack. It's like U2 and the guy from In Excess Mm -hmm. doing The Passenger. U2, Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me. Um, Oh, right. And Prince doing like Bat Dance. (laughs) Seal. Yeah, Kiss by a Rose. And then Tiesto, In My Memory, Gabriel and Dresden, Elephant Vocal Remix. And some some of just like the actual like soundtrack of the Batman Returns movie. I also wonder too, like, remember that video of the New England Dark Knight coaster yes. footage. Yep. That wasn't like always there, right? That was like added later. It must have been. Because like, I got me that book. Right, I'm too. Like 2001. Mm-hmm. But it was like. By the time I really super started paying attention to coasters and stuff, was like 2002. Yeah. And by the time I was around Great America to actually notice that type of shit was 2005. So I missed... I, I highly doubt that they played that before that ride opened, though. 
Yeah, I was wondering like when it was added because I do remember. I do remember the first time I saw it. It was a year that Power Dive was still there. Like I have a very vivid memory of riding Power Dive, then riding Yankee Clipper, and then riding Batman. Well, King Chaos is two thousand four. Yeah, pretty sure Power Dive would have been two thousand three. It got removed. Which, by the way, that that space is now unoccupied again. Oh yeah, so that the uh, super loop got taken out. Yep, never got a chance to ride it. Yeah, me neither. Was that the biggest one, or was that a copy of the biggest one? That was the biggest one. Because they never, I don't so think no they park sold had another one, one of that one. Oh okay. It's still available. I just don't think another park bought one of those giant ones, you know. That's like a cursed plot, though. It is. It is. Um, Because let's see, it was... The Edge... Yeah. Then that had the accident, and then there was it was Power Dive from like I want to say the mid nineties up through the early two thousands. Then it was King Chaos yeah. from oh four until I want to say twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen, and then it was. Uh, Mardi Gras hangover from 2018 until 2023. So was it, so I was trying to, so is it mechanical problems or what was the. No clue. Cause that was, I'm pretty sure maybe power dive was a new, but King chaos is definitely relocated. Yeah. So it's just surprising that ride only lasted five years. I heard a rumor about King Chaos that it was like in storage from Hoos or something. And they just like bought it on discount. That's possible. Sounds like a 2000s Six Flags thing. Yeah. Because oh, that this was isn't when they role. did the whole Mardi Gras area. Yeah. They added the Big Easy Balloons and uh, Jester's Wild Ride, which is the Rockin' Tug and Raging Cajun. This is not my role. One moment, please. Uh oh, sushi drama. I assume that's not about like a a dinner roll. Although if it is, I'd be amused because I don't think Ben's got celiac or is gluten free or anything. 
if he is, then I wouldn't be amused because, um, you know, that's not funny. But where's the roll? Know your roll, shut your mouth. It's the rock. He used to say that. I think it's the weed. That's why I'm kind of just like free forming over here. It's getting dry as shit in the winter. I went to uh, Great America on Halloween night. It's closing day of the season. It was cold and snowing, which is appropriate. Had a good time, though. Walked around a bit, bought a couple things. Um, was just kind of sad because it felt like there should be holiday decorations. But alas, there are not, and there will not be. So that's what did we did. Did you get. ride anything? I did not. There was I no saw lines that video or anything. <laughs> yeah, there was no lines or anything, but it was cold and snowing. And I'm yeah. old now. So I like value yeah. my comfort. It's funny because when I was a a video. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just saying, so someone posted a video on Reddit of Goliath running in the snow, like a blizzard, basically. And it was like crawling through the stall. Yeah, it sounds about right. I almost went on Batman. But then I was like, eh. You know, sometimes I just enjoy going there and walking around because it's a fun atmosphere. I mean, you can walk around a park in your city. Might as well walk around a theme park. Exactly. Especially when you already pay for admission on a monthly basis. (laughs) But yeah... It was a good time, but it was definitely just like, you know, it's closing day, so it's just sad. And I realized that, like, not having having holiday in the park and then having it get taken away just makes the off-season sting that much worse, you know? It's like back in high school. Being like the days of being really invested into the park and the off season hits. And it's like, man, this is like six months. Yeah. Yeah. But even then after like two, two solid off seasons of being like a real dedicated nerd, you're like, all right, it is what it is, you know? But then when they're like, Oh, we'll throw you a bone and it's open through new year's. So essentially the off season is like four months. It's like, all right, mm-hmm. that's cool. But then they took it away again and you go, shit, that extra two months really hurts. 
I'll never forget when the first time I went. Okay, so the first time I went, I'll never forget the feeling I had because, like, it was this was 2019, so I wasn't super. Actually, I wasn't really invested in theme parks at all at the time, and this was actually during. Actually, we no, we started the podcast. This is after we started the podcast. But I flew into Chicago and then drove up to Wisconsin to visit family. And I remember driving past the park and it was like this, you know, it's December right before Christmas. And so, like, I haven't lived in the Midwest in so long. And my subconscious was like, oh, yeah, drive past the park. And I remember seeing like Raging Bull run with people on it. And I was like, wait a minute. Holy shit. Holiday in the park. Like, what the fuck? And it was the first time I've ever been in the park in December. So I literally just like pulled off the highway and like bought a pass on my phone and just like went in and rode a couple rides. And it was awesome. Yeah, like Holiday in the Park was great. How were the crowds like when you were there? Um,. So I remember I basically walked on Batman and V2 and I'm trying to remember what was open. Like Eagle was closed. I think Viper was closed. It was, it was basically like just raging bull. Max force was closed. Or actually Max force wasn't even open. I don't think no, or it was there, but it was closed. I don't remember. Um, yeah, I only wrote a couple things. Basically, just wrote like Batman V2, Raging Bull, and then I left. <clears throat> but the rides that were open, like by the time I got to Raging Bull, I think I waited like 30, 45 minutes. But. Interesting. Yeah, I always thought, like, it seemed weird to just, like, stop doing it because it seemed profitable. Yeah. I mean, it. And so the thing is, it seems profitable, but I guess if people are just are paying for their memberships anyway, right? And then you open, it's like, if the if you're going to have the membership with the holiday par- in the park or not, like, I guess it makes sense to not have it from like a profit stance. But well, so sad, yeah, but now they they well they replaced it with a separate ticket thing. Yeah. Where it's like it's in the parking lot and only part of the Caras- Carousel Plaza and Orleans Square will be open. Right. But it's pretty damn insulting to your, you know, members to take it away and then be like, oh, well, you can buy a ticket to this other one. Yeah, you think they would at least give you like one admission to that or something. 
Yeah, I don't but, think they give a shit. But we'll see what happens, you know? Fucking world is crazy. Oh, I had to go soon because I have to work in the morning and it's getting later. But uh, real quick, I wanted to tell you yeah. about this uh, music festival I went to in Vegas. Oh, right. Yeah, man, I saw all of the bands of the early 2000s. It was awesome. It's Vegas. So I got there. It was all fucking day, dude. It started at 11 and it went to midnight. And 11 a.m. to midnight? Yeah. So I went with my brother-in-law because, you know, my brother-in-law, he's our age. He's been on the show. He, he likes all the same bands. So we got there for the main stage right at opening. And we got to see Phoenix TX. I don't know if you remember them at all. Um, but they were pretty solid live. I'm pretty sure off the top of my head. Every band it was pretty much like the music of Rob Alvey videos. Yeah. So it was Phoenix TX and they had like the alternating stages for the main stage, you know? So there's Mm -hmm. hardly a break in the sets. So then um, on the other stage was the Ataris. And okay. shout out to our buddy Keith. Because the Ataris version of uh, Boys of Summer is frequently referenced in his book. I actually shot a quick clip with my phone and sent it to him. I was like, why the fuck aren't you here, dude? (laughs) Um, They were a little boring, but it was cool to see them. I was going to say, like, just to be kind of like, there's kind of shit on it. I mean, it sounds cool, but like, it's like everyone's just old, right? (laughs) Like, yeah, but it was like going to the Warp Tour. But now, yeah, yeah, but I, yeah, yeah, and there was nobody, there was nobody the younger than like thirty there, right? Except for people who brought their kids, uh, and the kids were yeah. younger than thirty. Yeah. Um. So then, after the Ataris, it was uh, Motion City soundtrack, and they were pretty good. Lead singer had a cane. He, I guess, was just out of rehab. And so he was like, like physical rehab. He's like, I'm just out of rehab and I'm ready to party. Physical rehab. But he had like a (laughs) fill-in playing guitar for him. But they were were solid. He was getting it for being uh, limited in mobility. And then 
Bro, it was something corporate who hadn't played in several years live. You are completely unimpressed. That's fine. I know I mean, somebody listening to this show is is really stoked about that. Is something corporate was pop punk. It's pop punk for people who read books that aren't Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good summary. Um then after something corporate it was newfound glory. Yeah, classic. Fucking awesome, dude. They were great. Unfortunately, their guitar player, Chad, has some kind of cancer, so he wasn't there right for the gig. They had somebody filling in. But they were great. And uh, Jamin and I had worked our way basically to like the second row behind the rail at that point. Now, it was 93 degrees, and the sun was really beaten down. So it became challenging to handle in the crowd of, like, almost 100,000. Yeah, right. Because we, like, were really rocking out for Newfound Glory, too, because that was one of the bands I was there to see, like, totally. And same for Jamin. And then right after them was Yellow Card. Bro, they were great. Another one of those bands that uh, they did a reunion this year. They did all the hits, except for... uh, Except for Miles Apart. That was the only one they didn't play that I was like, oh. So then after Yellow Card, Jamin and I were like, we're in our thirties. It's time to sit down in the shade. <laughs> so like we sat down just on a piece of concrete that was in a shade somewhere and just like, all right, for like an hour and drank cold beer and I smoked a joint. <laughs> and then uh, <clears throat> we went and fucking they had a vert ramp set up on the festival grounds and we got to see fucking Tony Hawk skateboard. No shit. Oh, cool. Yeah, dude, it was awesome. So I'm watching Tony Hawk skateboard and then like they put these chairs down on the other side of the rail in front of us and fucking Avril Lavigne sits down five feet in front of me. (laughs) Close close enough to smell her. That's fucking creepy, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool because it was like, holy shit, there's Avril Lavigne. But also at the same time, like two seconds later, it's like, holy fuck, there's Tony Hawk doing a skateboard trick on a vert ramp. Yeah. And then, not to mention, in the background while we're watching Tony Hawk, some 41 is playing. Didn't get to actually see their set, but heard a lot of it while watching Tony Hawk, and that was cool. 
Yeah. So then uh, Jamin's like, hey, I'm going to leave and catch Reliant K. And I'm like, cool, I'm going to watch the rest of Tony Hawk. So I meet up with him after Tony Hawk, which ended pretty inconclusively for a skateboarding demo. But uh, it was really cool to see Birdman. So then we went back over to the main stages, got some food, and we caught uh, Good Charlotte, and they were awesome. Same deal there. They hadn't played live in like five years or something, and they were really good. Yeah. I... I what about like Panic at the Disco? Were they there? They were not there, unfortunately. Oh. This was like coming into the 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 end of the night now. Yeah. So like sun's starting to set, and everybody's starting to come up to the main stage, and so then next up is fucking thirty seconds to Mars. Nice. And I'm a little upset that we were at main stage. And they had fucking Simple Plan playing at the same time on one of the side stages. Mm-hmm. I should have gone to see Simple Plan because 30 Seconds to Mars fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Jared Leto show. But the problem is Jared Leto only sings about a third of the lyrics. Like live? Mm-hmm. You mean? Oh, yeah. Like, for one of them, he literally brought out the dude from Rise Against to sing the whole chorus. <laughs> it was embarrassing. <laughs> they did, you know, they closed with like that song, The Kill. Mm-hmm. And he wants the crowd to sing the whole chorus. Oh. I just don't think he's got the chops. Yeah. That, that's Which is like embarrassing. I, that's like when I saw Coolio in 2014. In Milwaukee. Uh-oh. It was bad. Like, really bad. First of all, he's bald, but he still keeps those like... Um, the spider braids. Yeah, but he only has two. He only had two of them. So it was almost like it just looked like antlers and then like a shiny bald head. <laughs> um, and he would literally be out of breath, maybe 10 words into the song. And then like just wow. kind of like stand there and then he would he would just kind of like dance and fill in. And then like halfway through the song, he was too tired to dance. So he would just stop and just kind of like walk around. And he had like twenty people on stage with him. For I, they weren't. I don't even know what they were supposed to do. It wasn't like they were dancers or anything. They were just like on the stage. It was a bizarre. That sounds a lot like when I saw him in two thousand nine, also in Milwaukee, <laughs> opening for the Insane Clown Posse. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> it was not great. But it was cool to see Coolio, you know? Yeah. Because now he's passed, so. 
Yeah. So good or not, that was the show you get. You're not getting another one. <laughs> so yeah, unfortunately, thirty seconds to Mars was a was a real stinker. But right after them, dude, the fucking offspring. Man, I'm over that. Dude, they were so good. Well, what did they play though? Like, was it '90s Offspring or was it like late? No, all these bands were doing like greatest hits sets because you know it's only a half hour set or so. Yeah, but I mean, Offspring greatest hits though, like you know the like post two thousand one Offspring, like I never really cared for. All right, here's their set list. Yeah, opened up with the kids aren't all right. Uh, All I want Come out and play Want you bad Bad habit Why don't you get a job Can't get my head around you Pretty fly for a white guy You're gonna go far kid And they closed with self esteem Okay That actually doesn't sound that bad yeah, they fucking killed it, dude. It was great. Uh, then right after The Offspring, and I think they were like the highlight for me. Right after them, it was Blink with the original lineup. Okay. Well, not not the original, not Scott Rayner. The uh, classic lineup, I should say. Yeah. Mark Tom Travis. I kind of feel that way about Blink, like post take off your pants and jacket. Yeah, no, same. Yeah. Although their newest album that like just came out is actually really solid. I don't even know there was one. Yeah, it's the first one with their classic lineup since shit, I think 2011. They were pretty good, although they still do the same thing. Yeah. Like, in between the songs, they'll be like, hey, I was eating this really tasty thing the other night called a penis. <laughs> Yep. And you're like, you guys are like 52. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. No, I remember that from the Warp Tour. Just those dumb thing. Yeah. Yeah, there was literally a part where there's like a break in the song. And like, Mark was like, penis. And Tom's like, vagina. And then after the song, Tom was like, that legitimately made me laugh. (laughs) And I'm like, 
is something wrong with these people? (laughs) (laughs) It was like one of those moments where it's like, what am I actually watching right now? (laughs) Yeah. Because they play the song and of course, you know, the song and you're like, oh yeah, you know? And then as soon as they're done, they're like, they're like, a lot of hot guys in this crowd tonight. And you're like, uh, uh-huh. okay. It reminds me if like you were to go over to dinner at a, like some creepy culty Christian's house, right? Like, like a house party without alcohol and they've got a karaoke machine and like two of the guys are like, oh man, we haven't sang that song in 20 years. Let's, let's bring it up for, for old time's sake. And then, you know, they start singing and like everyone Shit, in the room pimp, is fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker. <laughs> did they do that? Of course they did. Oh, okay, yeah. That's like that's the only one that I think they can get away with because I don't know. There was something unsettling about them watching like watching them making like I fucked your mom jokes yeah so did they close no after them it was fucking green day okay they were the the like headliner headliners and I've never really been a big Green Day fan. Yeah, I mean, like, I bought I bought Dookie on vinyl, and that's kind of, like, all I was ever into Green Day for. Yeah, like, and they, they were scheduled to play for two hours. And in the first hour, which we ended up leaving it halfway through their set, Cause it was a long day. <laughs> yeah. Long day in the Vegas sun of standing. Yeah. So much standing, <laughs> which is so different when you're in your thirties. <laughs> well, like, um, remember, I guess like all th- my, my problem with all those bands, it was like, once I got old enough to, start actually going to live shows and be interested in that stuff. Like it was probably like 2005 and that's when all the bands started to go like emo. Yeah. There was like and a that's very, there's like a sharp transition. Like all of a sudden it was like eyeliner black, you know, whatever black tie or black shirt, red tie, you know, it was like, Black hair. Yeah, the same festival last year, it was like the same thing, but instead of pop punk bands, it was emo. Yeah. I was like, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That wasn't really my scene. I liked the pop punk, but I was younger then too. Because I'm thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, I liked all these bands when I was like 13, 14. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And and it kind of like when all the pop punk bands turn emo... 
and then they were putting out emo shit i was still listening to like the four or five year old albums well yeah and it was weird too because all these bands were basically like parties and shit and then all of a sudden they have feelings what the fuck is that about right but yeah green day they uh they were solid live they put on a good live show i still don't think i'm like a not really like a big fan or anything they played some good shit though they played a hitch and a ride okay they opened with american idiot not really a big fan that's part of the thing is that like i'm not a big fan of that album and we saw like almost half of that album in the half of the set okay yeah yeah and like people think of green day as like that's the everyone's like that's the pinnacle of green day and it's i think that's was before they fell off like to me american idiot was sort of their first like kind of sellout album same i didn't like anything after warning really yeah yeah so they opened with american idiot then they did Jesus of Suburbia, which is pretty solid from that album. Then they did uh, Holiday. Then Boulevard of Broken Dreams. And at this point, like I'm like, okay, can we seriously get to something else? Yeah. They do Know Your Enemy, which is fine. Um, then they did Longview. Which was dope. Mm-hmm. Then Burnout and then Hitching a Ride. Which is really cool to hear that. Yeah. Then they started a new song. And that was the point at which we left. <laughs> it's like, all right, we're both tired. It's like eleven PM at this point, and we had been we parked at fucking uh not Circus Circus. That's right next door. We parked down the street. Uh, T.I. We parked at Treasure Island. So we had like maybe a 20 minute walk. So we okay. had been out since we had, we got there, at, I don't know, 930 in the morning. Yeah. It's 11 p.m. at this point. We're like, okay. I knew Jamie was a big fan of Green Day, but he's like, hey, we can go if you want. <laughs> And I'm like, all right, well, he's the big fan. So if he's the one saying that, look, looks like uh, the only songs I, I'm not super stoked that I missed are uh, Minority, Basket Case, When I Come Around, and Good Riddance. Yeah, see, those are the, yeah, those are the ones that, I don't like to see, but I mean, whatever. Here's the problem with Green Day, especially being booked for a two hour time slot. Every one of those songs turned into a six minute version. Oh, sure. So like even the short songs, which are most of them because it's Green Day. I mean, yes, Jesus of Suburbia was is a longer song. But like even hitching a ride was like six minutes. Cause they would like 
do like this long breakdown and Billy Joe would be like, all right, everyone go. Yeah. So like a two and a half minute song suddenly became like a five minute or six minute song. And it's like, just don't just have them play an hour and a half and skip that shit. But whatever. It was a great time. I enjoyed the shit out of that festival. It was super cool to see all those bands all in one day and see like Tony Hawk skating and shit. Yeah. Yo, and Bucky Lassick. Wait, what was if that? You re- Bucky Lassick was there skating too. Okay. Yep. If you recall the, uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater game. Yep, it was Tony and Bucky and then a bunch of other pro skaters that were great. I mean, it sounds fun, like maybe because it's sort of, this might be the last, like the real last blast for all these bands to be in the same place at the same time because everyone's getting old and stuff. But uh, That's kind of what I felt like because like, I didn't get to go to the warp tour when I was a kid. Cause my dad was like, I, he, he has a very strict rule about like, he just won't go to music festivals. Yeah. Even when I was a kid and I kind of yeah. get it after that last weekend. <laughs> I, I don't go. Yeah. I don't do festivals. It was basically just the appeal of seeing like, Everybody on the on the poster is like, fuck, I want to see them and them and them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's that last blast of like, yeah, this is probably the last opportunity that's ever going to be for me to see like that kind of like warp tour with especially with the lineup of bands that, you know, were around when we were that age. Right. Yeah. Why they literally call the festival when we were young, Mm -hmm. which I realized as tongue in cheek as that name is, it's also a dare. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I was drinking bottled water all fucking day. I think how I only much, peed once. How much? Uh, well, that's the benefit of the the desert climate. Is that it? Just literally, it just sucks the water out of you. That's like my biggest. That's one thing I do notice is like if I leave Denver and go somewhere else, because I drink a shit ton of water throughout the day. Like I probably drink like gallon plus, gallon and a half, and like. I've noticed like if I like when I lived in Seattle, the first couple of weeks I was there, I would try to walk across town. Like, I don't know, just kind of like feel, you know, get the lay of the land and take it instead of taking Uber. But like 20 minutes into the walk, I'd have to piss and I'd be like 20 minutes away from my apartment. And so I'd, I would like almost piss myself every fucking time. And like here I can go a while without pissing. It's nice. I like it. 
Yeah, that definitely was a nice advantage out there in Vegas for, you know, standing up near the rail for like basically three hours. Yeah. That was the part that killed me is like we had been up at the front from the time we got in and it was like after all those bands, we we're like, okay, we're done. It took us like 30 minutes to get out of the main stage area just because of how dense the crowd was. Oh, sure. Yeah. And it was like, that was super exhausting. Add on top of the fact that like at that point, you've literally been standing for the duration of a full concert already. Yeah. It's like, oh, God damn. It's like that moment where you just realize like, shit, there's still 10 hours to go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that name is definitely a challenge. See, that's what I love about Red Rocks because you have it's like Red Rocks is the perfect venues for your 30s and 40s because it's got the concert it's or it's got the like music festival vibes, especially in the parking lot, the tailgating, you know, and like the openers and all that stuff. But then like you're done at the end of the night, close it. The show's done at 1030. <clears throat> Hop in an Uber and you're home in 20 minutes. Yeah. I mean, I would like to see a show at Red Rocks. But also, I'm really curious about when they announced the lineup for next year's when we were young. So they're doing the festival again? They haven't made any announcements for sure yet, but. It'll be they had it last email. year. Yeah, last year it was uh, My Chemical Romance and Paramore and Hawthorne Heights and The Used and Avril Lavigne. Yeah. And Bright Eyes. Yeah, so this year's was definitely better. I regret when, when we were watching. Cutting. Oh. I definitely regret watching 30 Seconds to Mars instead of going to see Simple Plan, though. Yeah, I would have definitely gone seen the sip, go to see Simple Plan. But, I mean, it was a great time. And if they do it next year, then you'll have to consider going if the lineup's good. Because it was a blast. I mean, it's a music festival in Vegas. How would it not be a blast? You know what I'm saying? I mean, the thing, yeah, but it's it's like that. It's like that transactional trade of. I'm sure it's awesome. Like I'm sure it's a lot of fun. It's just the, the fest dealing with the festival vibes and all that. I don't know. Like I don't know. Like the giant crowd, ten thousand people, or was it hundred thousand people? Yeah, I think it was like 80 or more. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, if there was a way, is there anywhere to go like in between? Like, are there places to hide? Are there, you know, like, can you walk and can you leave and come back? Yeah, they they let you do reentry. So like, okay, I definitely think it might be worth just coughing up the money to stay at Circus Circus. 
Because it's literally right there. Yeah. From the gates of the festival. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously they spike up the price because there's that festival going on, but right. you could you could walk to your room in probably 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah. take a nice AC break for an hour. Yeah, as long as that's the thing, like as long as there's a place to hide, then yeah, then it's then it's doable. Honestly, you could do it if you don't mind if you don't need like a private space, you can probably just go sit on the casino floor for an hour. Yeah, true. Which we should have done when we were just sitting there. Because as soon as we left that pit area, I bought cold beer because <laughs> it was really refreshing. Um, and it was like, I just need to sit. My fucking knees hurt. My feet hurt. Yeah. But yeah, I'll keep an eye on the, the if they drop a lineup and if it looks good, maybe next year. Yeah, it'll be fun. Like I, I think it would be really fun. It's it's just yeah, I'll, I'll consider it. We went because um, I flew in the day before because it was on a Saturday. They had it on Sunday too, same lineup. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, which honestly, now thinking about it, there was tickets available for half the price I paid for them at face value when they did a drop. Mm-hmm. Because I bought them right when they went on sale. But, like, basically a week beforehand, there was tickets on StubHub for, like, half the price of what I paid. Maybe that's the way to do it. You get both days, and then yeah. you, like... You pay the same as one day, but you wait you you have, both days, and you go both days. But you, like, half out your days, you know what I mean? Like you Or, like, you alternate the bands you want to see, so that way, like, you're not, you know, you're not continuously there both days. Just, like... Yeah, space it out a bit. Well, I also wouldn't mind doing rail on one of those days because I was so close at the beginning. Jamin and I could have stayed at rail, but you need to really strategize that shit. Yeah. And we were not strategized for that. But like, yeah... That that might be something fun if they do. If it's a good lineup next year, we'll see. My wife really wants them to do a pop one. Like uh, 2000s pop? Yep. Does, um... <clears throat> I guess, does pop work if... Like, what kind of pop? Well, if it's 2000s pop, it could work pretty well for Vegas because, like, Katy Perry has a residency there. Christina Aguilera has a residency there. Britney Spears has had a residency there. I don't know if you could get a full-on NSYNC reunion, but they probably would do it as a one-off and for a Vegas festival. Yeah. 
Backstreet Boys still play together. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Because otherwise, if they keep doing like rock focused bands, and I'm not really sure if they have a full festival's worth of bands left. Because, like, yeah, they could try and get Brendan Yuri slash Panic at the Disco, and like Fallout Boy hasn't done it yet. Yeah. But other than that, I don't know, like, The Strokes or Weezer or The Killers, maybe. Well, remember that, um, yeah, I want to see all those, like, 2005 bands. Remember there was, like, that's, it was, like, that summer of 2005 where there were, like, seven awesome albums. Maybe. Uh, Oh, it was when, it was, like, the same time that that Killers album came out. Okay. Okay. But there was like a whole bunch of bands that came out that summer. That was like the first year I was like into music. But well, I hope the fingers crossed for a good lineup drop for next year then cuz maybe maybe the most non-traditional your favorite coaster sucks meetup. Zero credits. Well, no, Circus Circus is right next door. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Which has the Adventure Dome. That's true. Well, anyway, um, thank you for letting me indulge you with my story about the music festival. No, I mean, it sounds cool. Like, I mean, I guess I'm glad it exists. It sounds fun. Um, I could probably get into the nostalgia. But yeah, if I go, I would definitely like to do the two-day strategy and like parse out the days. So it's not a just continuous blast of sun and 30-something BO. The BO actually wasn't terrible. That's good. People were pretty well behaved and groomed for a music festival crowd. Yeah, that's good. Which I guess for, you know, um, you know, a hundred thousand millennials is a good thing to report. Yeah. Did right, you? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> oh yeah. Well, go ahead. I was gonna say. Did you hear the rumor that Six Flags supports Hamas? Wait, what? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I was trying to make Six Flags. I wanted to make a joke to make about Six Flags looking bad. I just getting my frustration out on this whole deal. Oh yeah, for sure. What well, about, I'll say comfortably. 
Maybe Ace. I could see that. Should that be a cube drop? Cubot drop. <laughs> Ace supports Hamas. They're trying to get a kitty coaster built in Gaza. <laughs> uh, I'm going a- to hell. <clears throat> also, I'd like to say, for the record, that's not a political opinion. My no. political stance on this topic is uninformed. Yeah, that wasn't a political joke. That was just, I just like making people look bad. Yeah, and I would just like to make it very clear that there is no no stance from your favorite coaster sucks. Other, you know, other than, than fuck Hamas. Other than just in general, you know, genocide is awful and sad yeah end war fuck terrorists end war world peace that's that's the stance beyond that no specifics uninformed (laughs) it's it's um, crazy to me how how many people suddenly became um experts on the political climate of the Middle East. Mm-hmm. And such strong opinions too. As if, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I know for me, I don't know. I know very little about it. It's barely enough to form an opinion of, uh, uh, anything. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's also, it's like the people who have the strongest opinions are people who haven't left their state in probably like 15 years and like never left the country and like watch a single channel of of news. Like, I don't know. (coughs) Oh, I will say though, probably if, if, if your feelings are that an entire group of people should be killed, you're probably in the wrong. Mm-hmm. That one I will say. That's that's about as far as I would take a stance. Yeah. But just to be clear, because, boy, there's a lot of people spitting opinions about this shit out there and... I think we're we're much better off if we don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. Um but otherly I was in Duluth this past weekend in Minneapolis. Um we were house hunting in Duluth. Duluth. Yeah. Iowa? Uh, Minnesota. Oh, okay. What's in Duluth? Um, so I love it. I've, I fell in love with that place a long time ago. It's a small town. It's like hundred thousand people, but it's, it's, so it's like, 
two hours north of Minneapolis yet, so it's pretty far up there. Um, but it's kind of like it's got the same topography as like San Francisco. So just like very steep hills all going down towards the waterfront. Um, Oh, that sounds so nice in those classic Minnesota winters. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. But it's, uh, it's just, I don't know. It's just a cool place. It's like, it's on Lake Superior. It's basically like being on the ocean. Um, it's on, the largest no lake of, huh lake superior is not like being on the ocean i mean it's cold as shit but you can it's got uh some of the best freshwater surfing um but the benefit of it is that in the summertime uh Wait, it does when not, the fuck did you become a surfer <laughs> i didn't i didn't I'm just saying it's it's like a it's a hobby I can get into. I'd try I'd get into it without the like that like douchey California culture around it. Just more down and earthy Midwest vibes. You know, like go surfing and then eat a pierogi. Um but to no, me, that just sounds like somebody that has a surfboard with a MAGA sticker on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, but the, okay. So what I was going to say though, in the summertime, it doesn't get hot there. Like because of the, because of Lake Superior, it stays below like, like it'll be, it'll be 95 degrees in Minneapolis. You drive up there, you get out of the car and it's like 70. So the lake acts like an AC unit. Um, and it's kind of the only place in the country like it as far as like a city, small city. So, um, it's kind of a long game strategy as far as like real estate. Plus I just love it up there. I, I would spend a lot of time up there. So thinking of potential part-time, uh, you know, residency out there. Oh, so you're getting a vacation home? Yeah. In Duluth? (laughs) Yeah. I'm telling you when the West, when the West is on fire for three months a year and it's like a hundred plus degrees and everywhere else is hot and humid and you can't be outside and it's mid July and you can step out of your house and it's like 75 it's that there's going to be a huge benefit to that. Plus like, I mean, just think about how much benefit there is of just being on fresh water. Like, I mean, Chicago is the same way, you know, like it's a very rare resource that I think my honest prediction is that the great lakes region will become like the hot spot to live in like a decade or two. Once the West becomes, you know, uninhabitable and the south is just like a fucking ball sack florida's underwater the west is going to be uninhabitable what was that i think i think that uh major cities are gonna always find a way 
Yeah, but no, it's I, it's not that I think it'll be necessarily uninhabitable, but it's like, okay, you can live in Phoenix where it's going to be 120 degrees out, or you can live somewhere where you can be on a freshwater lake and it's only 75 degrees. You know, like there's there's going to be benefit to that. And so that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking. That's my long game. So. everyone's everyone everyone's joke everyone like laughs at that but you'll get the last laugh ah fuck the long game next heat wave heat wave of the the big heat wave of 2028 i'm gonna be wearing a long sleeve t-shirt sipping coffee (laughs) on the porch and everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, it's so bad. Hashtag global warming. This is so bad. And I'm going to be like, what global warming? No, people are going to be like, hashtag liberal hoax. <laughs> hashtag AC for Charlotte. Yeah. Or like when the power grid goes down and eight, all everyone's AC butt breaks and you're in the middle of that like three week hundred plus heat wave the power's out and like i just step outside i'm like oh it's a little chilly today i'm gonna grab a hoodie and then i'm gonna post a selfie of wearing me of me wearing a hoodie and everyone's gonna be like you fucking incessant insensitive asshole fuck you except by that time it'll be like 80 there Sure, it'll be 80. Yeah. Like, oh man, the heat, or like, yeah, post a selfie to be like, oh man, it hit 81 degrees in Duluth today. The heat wave is, this heat wave is brutal. This is the first time I've ever had to wear a t shirt in the middle of July. Yeah, but then two years later, it'll be 83. I'm just saying it'll be a couple notches below everywhere else in the country. That's the important thing. Um, I genuinely like hundred percent. I'm, I, I miss the vaping thing. I miss the seltzer water thing. I miss the alcoholic seltzer water thing. I'm not letting this idea, uh, go to waste. I'm taking action for once. Plus I just want to live there. So yeah, well, I hope I hope you find uh, what you're looking for there. But yo, I gotta I gotta go get to bed because I gotta wake up early in the morning and go to work all day. Same. All right. Well, this is a hopefully not super depressing episode. Keep riding coasters, or uh, never mind. That's not our tagline. <laughs> Shout outs to that guy though. Yeah, he's dude. He's put out videos every day. He's and he's, a, he's a good sport. I made yeah. a joke about him, and he was a really good sport about it. So shout out to that guy. Yeah, I guess we can say it because he's nice. Theme park predictions. Yeah, shouts to him. He's he's a nice dude. Even though even though he says some wild shit in the name of clicks. <laughs> That's kind of the name of the game nowadays. So yeah, no, that's the thing. I'm not even like can't hate him for that. No, but that's the thing though. Like I'm not even like like when I watch those, I like laugh, but it's not like a 
not like mad or anything. I, it's more just like, dude, that's insane. But also, like, that's exactly what I. I mean, it's really no different than people who'd post on forums 15 years ago. Like, yeah, what if Six Flags build a 400 foot, you know, whatever. Like, exactly. But all right, man, this has been fun. We'll do more uploads regularly, Nick, because now we're in the off season and we all need something to help with that. Yeah. Um, also, <coughs> I'm gonna have to look for I'm gonna look for a microphone for my phone so I can do these on a road a little easier. All right. Well, uh, let me know what you need. I'll help you find something. Because <laughs> it's nice to have. Um, a real mic again and i'm sure the viewers listeners appreciate it hopefully oh yeah definitely <clears throat> if they're even actually listening uh somebody is <laughs> holy moly all right that's my all cue right. okay thank you all so much for listening it's been a pleasure glad we're back and uh we'll get back into the swing of it now so Keep keep seated and keep your seatbelt fastened. Did I lose you? Oh no, I'm here. You good? We good? We closing it out? Ben? Uh oh. Well, fix it in post, but your favorite coaster sucks. (laughs) 